Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail, and I'm pleased to be joined on today's episode by Anna Harmon, who is the co-founder and CEO of Studs, as well as her co-founder, Lisa Bubbers, who is the uh, Chief Brand Officer of Stubbs, the uh, ear-piercing brand. And we're going to talk to Anna and Lisa a little bit about Studs and how it's kind of revolutionizing the ear-piercing space. So I want to take the opportunity to thank the both of you, Anna and Lisa. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for having us. So to get us started, I want you to uh, give a little bit of an overview um, to the audience about Stubbs for those that might not yet be familiar with the company. Absolutely. Uh, this is Lisa. Um, so Studs is a reimagined ear piercing and earring experience. We're a retail company. Uh, we have 21 studios across the U.S. and we're really recognized for creating earscaping. Um, it's an ear piercing and aftercare journey uh, really focused on today's Gen Z and millennial customers. And we're really focused on providing expert ear piercing with needles, not guns, with our trained piercers at our stud studios, providing acute, accessible, and safe and healthy earring assortment, and a journey through aftercare and healing, and the ability to also purchase earrings online. Yeah, so kind of the full stop shop there from, you know, the piercing itself to being able the aftercare and also being able to purchase physical earrings. So uh, really uh, taking care of all of the needs there. I mentioned that the, at the outset that the two of you are co-founders. So I'd love to get a little bit of the backstory. What was your inspiration for launching Studs? Sure. So this is Anna. About five years ago now, I went to get um, another piercing and went to a very premium place in New York City where they didn't take appointments and they told me I was going to have to wait two hours and it would probably have cost $700 plus. And I said to myself, I'm certainly not waiting for this long to spend that much money. And I ended up going to a tattoo parlor around the corner and Lisa actually came with me. And while the piercing experience is that tattoo parlor was really great. I liked my piercer and it was done um, with a needle, which I really wanted. The jewelry was not great. It was expensive. And I personally felt very out of place in the tattoo parlor. And so Lisa and I at that time started to do research about what really the options were that were available if you graduated from the mall brands where many people get their first piercings done when they're much younger and done with guns. And so we found that the available options were extremely limited and really mostly the tattoo parlor. And we really felt like there should be a better way. And you mentioned, I, I believe you said it was about five years ago. So the company is about five years old, Anna, is that correct? We're, I, it's, we started working on it about five years ago. We're now about four years old in, in two days from now, which is super exciting. Oh, great. Yeah. It's coming up on an anniversary. Congrats. So I, I'm always interested when I talk to, you know, founders, entrepreneurs about the team dynamic a little bit. So obviously different roles within the organization, different titles, but you have to work together, you know? So talk about your individual strengths that each of you bring to the business and then the second part of that is how do you work together, blending those skills to, to make more of a, an effective team? So for Lisa and I, we're extremely complementary founders, and I think that's always been a, an integral to our success. And we were also very close friends before we started Studs, and so that has helped us navigate it as well. And so in terms of what we each focus on, 
I am all things operations, finance, legal, and Lisa is all things brand, creative, marketing. And we really stay out of one another's territories. And I often sort of joke that I am the reason studs is functional and Lisa is the reason studs is cool. And I think we, we're very sort of mutually aware of one another's strengths and one another's weaknesses and don't believe we could do the other person's job. And that's really why I think it's worked for us because we need one another to make the company successful. So I, I mentioned at the outset that you're really trying to disrupt which uh, the ear piercing industry and, and, and making it a different experience and a better experience for customers. Tell us a little bit about the overall model and, and, and your thoughts on disruption and, and how studs is helping to do that for this industry. Yes. Yeah, so it's very interesting. We, we do feel like we're disrupting the industry, but we also really feel like we're creating a new category and creating something that didn't exist for the customer. So we really based the launch of our company on consumer insights. So we talked to our target customer, 18 to 35 year olds, about how they were getting their ears pierced and where they were shopping for earrings. And what we really learned is that uh, the industry is incredibly fragmented and there are really no great options for, as you said, a one-stop shop, but people were sort of hacking it together anyways. And so they were usually going to a tattoo parlor because they knew they wanted to get pierced with a needle, which is the healthy and safe way to get piercings. And if you want a more advanced piercing up in your cartilage or in the inner part of your ear, you have to get pierced with a needle. And then they really had no sort of like love or affinity for that tattoo shop experience. They were just getting this hole, hoping it healed. They had no support during healing and aftercare. And then if their hole did heal, they were shopping for earrings someplace else. They were going to Urban Outfitters or ShopBop or Amazon or wherever their preferred earring vendor was. And so we really felt like there was an opportunity to create a national ear piercing brand that used needles and connected the customer journey to earring shopping. As we say, you're getting a hole in your ear, not to just have a hole in your head, right? You're trying to put a hole in your ear so you can wear earrings. There was no reason why these behaviors um, and offerings were disconnected. They should be connected through an entire journey. And it is really complicated to get a great healing experience. You need a lot of support for that. And so we really feel like we created a new category for that second and third and fourth piercing customer with a national brand. And just to follow up there, Lisa, real quickly, uh, and you each have mentioned, I believe, you, you refer to it as studios rather than stores. You go in and get the ear, you know, your piercing. Is the product, are earrings there available physically in the store or is that sold online? How do you kind of merchandise your assortment? Is it uh, across both channels potentially, online and in-store? Yep. And so at our store, at our studios, um, when we call them studios, because it's really like a fun, immersive experience where our team of earscape artists help you figure out uh, which piercing works for your ear anatomy and helps you style your ears. And we have a great assortment of piercing jewelry, which is pretty innovative. Most piercing assortments are pretty limited. People are not that excited for the earring that has to be in your ear while you heal. We have, I think, a really great piercing assortment of cute stuff that you want to keep in your ear for the year it's going to take your cartilage piercing to heal and then we have a wide assortment of earrings for all of the healed holes when you're changing out your hoops and your huggies and earscaping based on if you're going to a bachelorette party or going to work or you know you're going on a date and so uh, we sell earrings in store and we sell earrings online and you can book appointments for ear piercings online but you can also walk into our studios for an appointment 
So one uh, one other question I have, and, and Anna or Lisa, uh, you know, either of you can jump on in on this one. You mentioned the target demographic kind of being that 18 to 35 year old. Are you thinking about the younger uh, girl boy that's getting their hair that is potentially, you know, from, you know, the high school or the middle school? those kind of first ear piercings, or is that not a, uh, a market that you are trying to tap into? I think, for, you know, first things first is we pierce 13 and up. And so we do pierce, um, call it tweens. We are interested in the first piercing customer, but the current studs offering isn't really dedicated and designed for them. And so I think, you know, we always think about if we were to do that and you really get pierced anywhere from age zero because some cultures pierce um, children while they're babies to other cultures piercing call it from ages six to nine for their first piercings we really think that the studs core customer is it is currently 18 to 35 and that if we wanted to develop this much younger customer we'd have to adjust the offering slightly and so it's not that i would say never it's just not our priority today Right. Yep. And I was thinking not only the offering, but kind of the marketing and how you're you're communicating to, you know, if you're talking to a younger customer, you might be talking to the, the parent rather than the 13-year-old. The, the exactly. So thinking about you guys kind of, in addition to, to at least to your point of disrupting a category, we're actually kind of creating a new category here. Talk a little bit about how Studs' unique brand identity in this space and its IP have helped to generate and kind of create this loyal community of customers? Absolutely. So we have a customer that had incredible latent demand for this thing. 80% of women get their ears pierced. A lot of people in the U.S. are getting second and third and fourth and fifth up to 25 ear piercings over, let's say, 15 to 20 years. And so we really felt like there was no language and experience and content and community for this customer. And so I created the term earscaping um, as we've talked about to really talk through that journey. And then we created a lot of earscaping franchises with our community to really service this customer. So what I mean by that is we have styling content so you can figure out how to style all of your holes. We have what we call ear education so you can learn, okay, what piercings are painful? Um, how long does it take for them to heal? How do I take care of my piercing? Uh, what is the next piercing I should get? What's trending in piercing? And we really work with influencers and content creators as the face of the brand to show earscaping in action. And you know, with our wide assortment of piercing jewelry, uh, fashion jewelry, and the number of piercings you can get on your ear, there's literally infinite combinations of earscaping you can do at studs. And so it's really fun to see how the community is self-expressing and styling with earscaping and how many different ways you can do it depending on your ear and your preferences and your style. Um, so we, we've really seen people take to earscaping. They get it, they love, they love having fun with it. We've seen the word take off in culture generally. And we really see people, the stores are designed uh, to create UGC. The studios, as I mentioned, are really Instagrammable and immersive in their experiences. So you really see people come and have fun and Instagram and TikTok their piercings and you know share how their piercings look before and after. Uh, and so that's, that's how we sort of seen um, the IP take off and how we've sort of created that loyal customer base. Yeah, and I would imagine based on your target demo that you've identified social being a huge component of their lives every day. It's a real opportunity to tap into that. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very organic that this customer wants to get the piercing, wants to share that piercing experience on social and wants that inspiration from studs. Um, so it's, it's a really nice organic flywheel for content. So I believe that uh, I heard that there are 21 studio locations currently. I'd love to learn a little bit more about physical retail, obviously the, the piercings itself taking place in those studios and how that factors into what you have planned going forward for the uh, for the brand. Sure. So you're right to say we have 21. We have 21 literally as of today, which is super exciting. The 21st location opens today in Boston Seaport na- neighborhood, which we're really um, enthusiastic about. You've got a you've got a lot of exciting announcements, Anna. Right, the anniversary, a new new studio opening. This is great. We do lots happening at Studs. For us, obviously, physical retail is required, right? Like you can't get your ears digitally pierced. So we always knew we were going to be a store business. All of our studios have either two to three piercing rooms, and we are very focused on choosing areas for them where we really think our customer is and or travels to if they're a tourist. And so for us, I think in 2024, you will see a lot more studio expansion, new cities that Studs is going to, more studios and cities where we already are. And in terms of the design and feel of those studios, that's all Lisa. And we really wanted those to be the combination of exciting and feel like you could take a picture of yourself in them, but also have sort of a Medi spa and vibe to them. And also feel just from a brand perspective, really fresh and different than what else you see out there in retail. And so I think Lisa's done an incredible job creating a physical environment where people are really excited to go and spend time. And one quick follow-up for you, Anna, because I believe operations kind of falls into your domain in terms of staffing. So to leave this point earlier, it's it's more than just the piercing. It's kind of a consultative and you need to be there for the aftercare. And it's it's a it's a whole journey here, right? You're not just getting a product and and that's it. That's the end of the relationship. So talk a little bit about staffing at these studios as you ramp up and you you know, you really need somebody that is dedicated to the to the to the job and you know, finding the right people for those studio locations. How, how are you going about doing that? Yeah, so one thing that's really exciting and, inter- and interesting about studs is we run an apprenticeship program for all of our piercers. And so every piercer that works in a stud studio is trained in-house by us and we pay you during your apprenticeship. And that's been really um, important for us, both functionally as a business, because we can control the supply and demand realities of how many apprentices and piercers we need to hire given our plans for studio expansion, but also because a lot of people want to learn to be piercers and there isn't really a traditional way to do that. And studs is now providing that. And people are really excited about that as a career path. So we talked about studio expansion in 2024 interested to get your take Anna, lisa feel free both to jump in on growth opportunities and what you're targeting as you think about continuing to grow studs um i was going to say that i think for growth opportunities obviously studio expansion is our number one but one thing i'm personally excited about was our studs on wheels mobile piercing trailer uh, that made its third appearance this year at BravoCon in Las Vegas, which is a 30,000 person Bravo fan uh, convention. And before that, uh, last year it went to UCLA and USC for Studs on Campus. And the year before that, it came to New York for Studs Loves New York, an activation we did with uh, neighborhoods in New York City. And we found that this uh, mobile piercing trailer is a really, really, really great way to increase brand awareness and also go bring Studs 
studio experience and ear piercing experience to unique places where studs wouldn't open a studio. And so uh, you can look for it hopefully in some exciting places next year. Anna, did you want to, to offer something on that question as well? Sure. I think the there are two types of growth for studs. One type of growth is sort of what Lisa's talking about, which is growth in the brand and the brand presence. And I think Lisa is totally right to say not only will we bring our studs on wheels trailer to many different places, but I think we will embark upon new and exciting partnerships. And from the customer's perspective, they will see, you know, our goal is for them to see studs everywhere, so to speak. Then there's literally what do we plan to do? And I think for us, all of our growth really comes from opening new studios. So you will see us open double digit new studios next year. And we want to continue to go, you know, expand so that we can bring our offering to many new people who haven't been able to experience studs yet. And we really would love them to be able to do so. Great. Well, you certainly have uh, gotten off to a, a great start and have some exciting plans for the future. I want to take the opportunity to thank Anna Harmon, who is the co-founder and CEO, as well as Lisa Bubbers, who is the co-founder and chief brand officer, both of Studs, for joining us on today's episode of Total Retail Talks. Thank you, Anna, and thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.